there, you're listening to Combo Breaker, a one-two punch of enthusiasm. Each week, I present a tiny interruption to share something that I'm digging on. I'm your host, Cole, and you can check out OKRetro.Zone to stay on top of new podcasts, videos, and more. So, here we go. Sorry for the delay of this week's podcast. We've had a lot of construction and things going on around the building, so don't mind some of the audio situations that may be occurring. Uh, But also this week, I've kind of deviated from the plan. I had this episode written up and was really excited about it. And then something else has kind of consumed my brain for the meantime. So a lot of you may know that I've been playing Wild Arms 2 on stream over at twitch.tv slash weareokretro. And we're about like 42, 43 hours into the game or so. But I can't stop thinking about Wild Arms 2. So here we are. I have a lot of uneventful but cherished memories of Wild Arms 2. Uh, Growing up, I lived in Florida. Oh, there we go. Uh, uh, And a vast majority of my extended family lived in Indiana. I didn't see them much, and I didn't really know them that well. I had a few cousins, but only one around my age. And probably around 2001, 2002, I was in Indiana visiting family, and I got to hang out with my cousins. I remember we were in a store one day getting video games, you know, for your vacation. Um, I got The Legend of Dragoon, and my cousin got Wild Arms 2. That summer, I remember we played Tenchu and Tenchu 2 and Dynasty Warriors, I I don't know, choose a number, like three maybe? Um, That paints a picture of that era, you know? Um, But I have memories of us with a PlayStation 2 sitting on the floor with a TV also wedged in a corner and us drinking probably Mountain Dew. I don't know. Uh, But I remember, like, distinctly my cousin playing the intro parts for the characters Ashley Winchester and Lilka and Brad Evans. Mmm, construction. Uh, It was those memories that got me into playing this dang game almost 20 years later. I needed to know what happened once we break out Brad Evans from jail. What's next? Well... Okay, so I'm going to kind of summarize the storyline and gameplay. It's a little bonkers, and I thought about doing everything completely from memory, uh, but I think I'm going to try to not get us too into the weeds and try to make it as clean and coherent as possible. Uh, But if you've been in the stream, you've seen some of the bonkers twists and turns we've taken, but um, let's get into it. I'm just going to kind of roll with it, though, and, and see how this goes. The game's setting is cool. You kind of have this Wild West theme meeting steampunk and this fantasy sci-fi situation in the land of Phil Gaia. So we have uh, one character who's a cyborg with one eye and she's um, she's kind of modified her body to become like the this better warrior and then we have spellcasters with magic and we have all uh characters with heavy artillery a town that's like um mechanized in a lot of ways we got dragons we got robot dragons we're kind of like all over the place uh i would say most of the soundtrack is catchy as hell uh i hate the theme in the millennium puzzle which is something that haunts my dreams and is used in a few different dungeons, but uh, the enemy designs are really cool. It's kind of like Final Fantasy meets Super Sentai. And when you see it, and if you're familiar, you'll understand. They're cool. Um, The names don't always reveal what the enemy is, but the designs are cool. A lot of their attacks are very cool. I think there's a character, I want to say it's called Ghoul, but there's a, a few, I believe, that have the attack that is, quote, I hate you, unquote. 
or end quote, end quote. It is a bummer, though, that the PlayStation 1's graphics don't fully do these characters justice, but yeah. So let's see. I want to highlight our first three heroes since we're introduced to them with their own little like introductory chapters, and then I'll kind of touch on the other characters within your party. So we have Ashley Winchester. He's our like main hero, I guess, if that's what you want to call him. He's a mercenary. And in his first chapter, he's going into a cavern or like temple thing. I don't know. Ruins? Probably ruins. Where some bandits have kidnapped a kid and him as uh, Ashley amongst his like mercenary friends are there to save him. There's fighting, explosions, it awakens a monster from inside these caverns or ruins and Ash and these bandits and the kid have to escape and then when they get outside, uh, Ashley's like regiment leader is like, yo, we gotta bomb the shit out of this. And Ash is like, no, 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 no. We have men in there. We can't just like sacrifice them. So he goes rogue, saves the day, gets in trouble, and is removed from his role within this mercenary group. So fast forward a little bit. He's later kind of reinstated into this mercenary group. He's invited to this um, this meeting and to join a special military force. Apparently, it's actually like a demon summoning event unbeknownst to him and many of the people there, and Ashley becomes this demon man and slays fellow soldiers who are also demons, and he, there's um, the sword at the, at the end of this one room, and he, he pulls it out of this stone or this plinth, um, because he's larger than, he's, mm, he's larger than the hero of himself, because men can't take the sword from the stone thing, I don't know. Um, but he, he has a demon with it in him. There's good and bad. It's mm, okay. But, uh, spoilers. Uh, he has a demon man trapped in him. I know I've said that, but the name is Lord Blazer. And Ash also has a girlfriend, kind of. I honestly can't remember her name. In my game, I randomly named her Doug. I, you, you name a lot of characters and their names don't really impact anything. So I was just like, okay, Doug. Uh, well, she's, somewhat embedded into the main storyline so doug has been around me for 40 some hours but she doesn't so doug doesn't know about this whole demon thing and the relationship is complicated due to a lack of communication from both sides but i don't want to get ahead of myself so let's jump to another character here real quick we have brad evans who uh, many in the game refer to as a war hero. He was part of the Slayheim Liberation Army from years prior. And that also becomes a bigger thing later in the overarching story. But you're introduced to him as he's running through the woods and as you uh, navigate him to avoid being captured by some military force, you meet a dog and uh, I named him Buckaroo. Uh, I can't remember what his name is, but... uh, I thought that was very cool that you meet this dog, name him Buckaroo or whatever you want, and then later in the story when you return, you like uh, you can pet the dog and like say his name if you type it right. Then he like remembers. It's great. It's a little touching moment, uh, but I love Brad Evans. Also, a fun fact: apparently, Brad Evans has become like a video game gay icon, which is dope. I get it. He's great, and I love his aesthetic. Uh, but I don't know if that's something that's revealed later in the game. Like, storyline-wise, or it's just how the fandom has kind of taken ownership of fleshing out the backstory of this guy. I I don't know, but I'm here for it. I love it. 
sign me up. But Brad Evans, he gets captured and he's put in prison kind of really early in the story. You later rescue him and you start to build your team for arms. Uh, and he's cool. He's mysterious. His story gets flushed out a whole lot more in the overarching story. And he, and he kind of of him kind of being intrinsically linked with the villain or one of the villains. So, yeah. So we have Lilka. She's our third main character. She's a sorceress. She lacks confidence. She's passive aggressive. She's kind of a dimwit at times. She feels like she lives in her sister's shadow. Uh, her her sister was this amazing sorceress who no longer exists in the mortal plane, if it were. Uh, it's alluded to that she falls in love with Ashley, but can't articulate that and is jealous of his relationship with his girlfriend, not girlfriend, Doug, at least in my playthrough. It's very rare that she contributes to the story in like a positive way. She likes to talk a lot. Um, I named Loka Karen in my playthrough, so if you've ever worked retail, you, you've met a Karen. Um, you're introduced to her as she's, like, trapped in this millennium puzzle, which is the bane of my existence, no matter the iteration. I think it's just the music. Um, she accidentally teleported to the city. She's kind of a mess. But, uh, an emblematic thing for Karen, I mean, Loka, is something happens that sends the group into the millennium puzzle to find some answers. You do this tomfoolery to solve the dungeon with your team, and then the story punishes you, by Karen, I mean Lilka, not believing in herself and failing the puzzle. So she just is kind of a butt. So there you have it, our three core members of ARMS to combat Odessa, a terrorist group that sucks. Odessa's the big bad. As you travel around Philgaia, this land fighting Odessa, Vinsfeld, the leader, has a few henchmen. A one-eyed giant man, a lady who's like Vinsfeld's love interest, but she doesn't love him and it just wants to get closer to him to destroy him in this weird way, but still fights for him. And then there's Kena, who apparently is also in love with Vinsfeld, but I don't know if he knows. You fight you fight these people. Um, oh, and your home base is a chateau that's also an airship. There's a lot of like flying around. Um, yeah. This is gonna. This is where it gets a little bonkers and disjointed. So buckle up, baby. Uh, there's Cannon who joins your group. She uh, in my playthrough, I named her Crockpot. Uh, she's like an assassin. She she's introduced by inviting you to a castle to exercise some monsters, but really she wants to kill Ashley because he has a demon inside of him. Uh, she ends up joining you. She's cool. She's the descendant of the legendary warrior, the Sword Mages, who's the one who banished Lord Blazer years ago. And now Lord Blazer lives inside Ashley. So that's fun. And that's why they're kind of at odds with each other. Um, and then there's Tim, who's a young boy who's a spellcaster. I use him as my healer. He's linked with the guardian beasts of Philgaia. Uh, so he can kind of summon these guys. It's very cool. These guys, these mo monsters, these guardians, I don't know. Oh, and then there's this one point where Brad Evans sacrifices himself and then somehow survives. He has this bomb in his neck. I don't get it. I still don't know how he comes back. It's cool. He's my favorite. He doesn't die. That I know of. We're not done with the game. Here we are. So yeah, as the final push as you combat Odessa, Vinsfeld summons a nuclear weapon from space. It's a It's a dragon. And Vensfeld, the leader of Odessa, also served alongside Brad Evans in the Slayheim Liberation Army. So that there's some weird head games. 
uh, within your team and like trust and uh, it gets a little into the weeds. But this nuke, it takes some time for this uh, nuclear dragon to travel through space to get to you. Um, and as this is happening, you're in this airship thing of Odessa that's kind of propelling itself into space. And everyone's able to retreat uh, by some like escape pods to return to terra firma, except for Ash, who's there combating Vensfeld. The air base thing uh, explodes in space. So you assume Vensfeld's dead. I don't know. I have a feeling that he might come back because people like to die in this game and then not die and come back. It's a it's a all to do. And Ash is also seen in a cutscene just floating in space. And then he has this weird like death hallucination thing and he meets the sword magus and gets kind of walked through the events of the past and how to save the future, and then he lands on terra firma in Felgaia and is somehow alive, and yeah. So you think you've saved the day, and then, oh, by the way, Felgaia is actually being consumed by another dimension, which is what Odezo was actually kind of fighting, and oh god, the dragon nuclear weapon is here, so the team, except for Ash, has to go fight the dragon nuke and ash can't fight because the weapon could trigger lord blazer within ash because of how much energy is accumulated in one time one uh one space so within the game's mechanics you beat the dragon with your team but it's not enough and then ash shows up one-on-one ash first nuke dragon and then ash becomes lord blazer which you can do throughout the game it's kind of like a super sentai man with a cape um it's you don't often get to trigger it because you have to absorb so much damage to do it. So it's it's always a little bit of a treat. Uh, but this time you kind of go Super Saiyan and you get shiny armor, which is cool. Uh, you beat this weapon and now um, there's this whole thing of Doug not oh God I don't know her name but Ashley's girlfriend not trusting him because he's kept the secret the whole demon inside of him a secret. Um, but this is the moment where Doug is like no. I was kidnapped from these lies and you're a demon man, but I still love you and you're worth fighting for, blah, blah, blah. It's just like stupid and whiny. Um, So she approaches Ash, who's like being consumed by this demon and all this energy, and then he almost kills her and none of the teammates like Cannon, who is literally there to slay the demon and has the blood of the sword magus in her can't kill him because he's a friend and then her like he's like literally choking out doug and then it's just like oh my god i love you and then crisis averted so (sighs) don't even it's fine there's a lot of dialogue blah 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 the team realizes that they can't save the world on their own because they're just puny humans and then a demon man um so they go to find a dragon in a volcano to help The dragon is actually a robotic entity from another world who's also kind of like an airship and you get to fly him around. His name's Lombardia. And I love him. But that just kind of gets thrown in there and then you're like, yeah, let's go meet the dragon and you go into a volcano and then there's that. And the team is now trying to activate ray points, ray lines, temple rays. They're crystals in a temple. At least the one that I've seen. This game is just bonkers. As you can tell, I'm... I haven't even touched on like a fourth of this damn story. 
And that's not even the end. The game is cool blending this fantasy and sci-fi, and I enjoy some of the problem solving, but there's inconsistencies on how easy or hard it can be because of how obtuse and vague the objective is that the game wants you to do. I have to praise the game for taking some risks. Your characters get tools that are skills that you can use to interact with puzzles and towns and dungeons, but it does leave you shaking your head multiple times. I just wanted to rant a little bit about this bonkers story. It's a JRPG as JRPG. And I think it's very uh, kind of emblematic of the games of like the late 90s, early 2000s, at least of like RPGs. I'm interested to see how other entries of this franchise are like. You, I mean, come on, you play a, a mercenary dude kind of Wild West world thing who has a demon inside of him who's the demon inside of you is the enemy of your enemy but you're fighting an en- mm, I don't know. It's constantly ratcheting up the, the severity of the situation, and by doing so, it literally does it narratively and gameplay-wise with, like, boss, 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 and then, like, a bunch of dialogue and, like, exposition. It's Pacing might be a little weird, but it's bonkers. Um, I'm guessing we have about six to ten hours left of the game. I'm unsure. But only one way to find out, right? Uh, besides looking it up, of course. Uh, I hope some of this has made sense. I, there's you, there's two villains at one point named Liz and Art, and they're two lizards? Why? I don't know. It's great. I ended up actually doing this podcast from memory, so... If any of this made sense or piqued your interest, check out the stream as we wrap up this bad boy. Uh... I think about it more than I'm willing to admit right now. It's very weird. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to Combo Breaker for a one-two punch of enthusiasm. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. And if you did, I hope you share it with a friend. And follow me on the social medias at we Are okay Retro to see what I'm up to. Also, check out that Twitch if you want to see how this wild arm stuff pans out. And we can hang out in real time. I hope you all have a fantastic week. Until next time. Oh, 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 oh.